the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. We've got a fantastic show for you today. We're going to talk to Chad Matson of Unspoken. He's an amazing singer. This band has impacted my life. We'll talk about some of the songs and how it's impacted me. But what we're going to talk about today are some pretty serious things, too. I mean, their new album that is coming out is really good. It's called Reason. But we're also going to talk about the Enneagram, what Chad is and how that's helped his marriage. And we're also going to talk about anxiety. So that is going to encourage you. But here's what's going to happen. We had such a great time talking with Chad that we talked for almost an hour. And so if you're listening on radio, we're going to turn this into two shows this Saturday and next Saturday. If you're on the podcast, we're just going to run it all the way through and you're going to be blessed and enjoy it. So let's jump in, hear a little music from Unspoken, and let's talk to Chad Matson. Take my confidence and put it on like armor. Five foot nine, so I try to stand a little taller. To measure up, I gotta work a little harder. It's the human condition. I do it all to make it perfect for the picture. Pretty smile, let me find the perfect filter. If they believe it, maybe I believe it with them. That's the human condition. Lord, help me. I'm so tired of pretending. I can hold it together. When I know that I can't, Lord, show me. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I am really excited. This is one of my favorite people to ever talk with. It's Chad Matson of Unspoken. Welcome to Very Bold. How are you doing, Chad? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot for making time. I know you got a lot going on. You are one of my favorite people. And uh, I just want to tell our people a little bit about you, and then we're going to get into some pretty awesome stuff, uh, awesome in the way that it's serious, talking about uh, your new album, which is really good, everything I've heard so far I love, Um, and also talking about anxiety. We talked off air about how you're an open book and how, um, I don't know, God has just called you to to share share life with us, and that's very public sort of deal. 
Um, but I just want to thank you in advance just because it's going to encourage somebody who's dealing with anxiety or who's dealing with just depression or dealing with stress, all those sort of things. It's going to be really good. So thanks in advance for that. You're welcome. All right. Well, let me just tell people a little bit why I love Chad Matson of Unspoken. First of all, there's the music. The music has touched my soul. It's touched your soul. I'm just going to list off a few songs, and then I'm going to get to one in particular. Um, Start a Fire, Higher, The Cure, Give Me Jesus. Um, there's so many more, but one of them that I would like to spotlight is Good Fight. Um, Chad, uh you know, do you know why you're one of my favorite people of all time? I mean, do you remember at all at this point why? Or I can I can tell our listeners the story. I'm going to tell them the story. Well, I'm I'm a little bit baffled that that <laughs> comment came out of your mouth, but um, <laughs> but I appreciate it, and I do know a little bit about the uh, um, the uh, story of uh, when we were in tech, uh, in San Antonio and and all of that. So go ahead and tell it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I kind of put you on the spot uh, there because it would have been real easy with all that you have going on to say, no, no Steve, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You are amazing that you even remember that, even as I put the spotlight on you right there. So a couple of years ago, um, it's been several now, a good, good friend of ours in our church. We're a very small church, but God sent her and her incredible kids. Her name is Jackie Goodell, now Jackie McDougal. Uh, there's a happy end for that part of the story with Jackie finding a great husband. But at the time, her amazing husband, David Goodell, had a disease that nobody could figure out. And they sent him to San Antonio. He was in the Air Force brought the family down from Oklahoma to San Antonio. Um, she basically, through friends, uh, former youth group kids, wound up coming to our very small church. I tried to talk her out of it, but she came, and she was an incredible uh-huh. blessing. And she had um, she had an idea that, you know, we're like, well, what can we do for your husband? I mean, this is terrible. He, it seems like he's dying, and, and we can pray for healing, and we can do all that, but what else can we do? And she said, well, you know, if he was doing 100% right now, he would be reading his Bible every day. So if you could just go and read your Bible to him. And so that's what I did. I just showed up, and David at that point was— he was not lucid enough that we could have a real conversation, but I would read the scriptures and I would try to bring encouragement to him. And um, eventually what happened was I, I talked about that scripture, fighting the good fight of faith. And at the time, I I still love the song, but at the time the song was being played a whole bunch, um, unspoken Chad Matson's song, Good Fight, and I played it for him. And I, I said, this is what we're doing. And David did fight the good fight. I mean, he fought it like a warrior, like no other. And God's answer for healing him was to bring him home, which, I mean, you can imagine the devastation, not only for Jackie and those kids, but also for David's parents and family and friends. And so, but before that, um, I'd interviewed Chad and um, uh, we, as I was talking about playing his song, Good Fight, their song, Good Fight for David, um, Jackie at the hospital was playing the interview for David and David, who had not been very responsive, when he heard that, he began to cry, and tears fell down his face. And so um, that would have been enough for me. But then I reached out to Chad and said, 
um, hey, here's the update. I mean, is there any way you guys are coming? This was like a K-Love Christmas concert. Is there any way you could find some tickets? Well, they were pretty much impossible to find, but Chad somehow found a way. Jackie did not wind up. It was right after David died, so she did not come, but my family and I did, and it was an incredible concert. But then I saw you, Chad, uh, several months later um, backstage, and this is what I'm talking about. You should have no context, no clue of what I'm talking about, but I was telling you um, about, you know, I talked to you on radio for a while ago, da, 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 and you just almost immediately go, how's, how's she doing? What, what's the word? And I was just blown away. I just thought that was incredible because you meet so many people and yet you remembered about this one young woman, Jackie going through what she went through and you were genuinely concerned. And that is, that just doesn't leave me that, that blows me away. So I appreciate um, here you are, you've got this incredible heart for people and you're out doing music and ministering to people, but it's, it's the real thing. So that really blesses me. Well, thank you. I mean, our pleasure. And I know that, uh, that's what the body should be doing, right? I mean, our ministry is our lives. And so, um, I happen to have a gift to play music and it's fun and it's, it's a neat, uh, it's a neat <laughs> tool, but you know, real ministry is, is loving people where they're at something that I think all of us could do a whole lot better, but, um, but we were happy to be a part of it and glad to hear that Jackie is doing well. She is doing well. And I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you making time uh, to come on the show Uh, as we're kicking off a new radio show and podcast. I wanted some of my favorites to help kick this off. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, you're you're one of my favorites. So I just really appreciate it. And I happen to notice that you've got a new album, Reason, that is coming out. I want to talk about it with you. I want to talk about where this album came from and how God has used it. So, man, tell us about the new album, Reason. Well, we're we're excited. I mean, I think every time an artist or a band or whatever puts out new music, they they are hoping and believing in their hearts that it's the best thing they've done yet. Um, and that is absolutely what we feel. You know, one of the things I love about unspoken is that we've got guys from different cultures and speaking different languages right. and, and growing up in different places and, and kind of bringing a, a little bit of, of that to the table on each one of our records. And so we hope that it's diverse and it's, uh, multicultural and multi-generational and um, all of these things. But there's some there's some really special songs, I think, for um, our church culture, but also our culture on a whole. Cool. And so I think the Lord's really given us some neat songs. But the main thing on this record, which I think kind of makes it a little bit closer to our first record than our, than our second record, not that our follow-through record wasn't personal, it totally was, but we were kind of coming up with song ideas and then, and then coming around um, like titles and then saying, okay, how, how can this title mean something to us? And so as songwriters, we, you know, we think of the, uh, of these concepts and then we build songs around them. And, and for this record, I sat down with our team and I said, I just want to write songs with all that's been going on in all of our lives. Yeah. And it has been, you know, a rough couple seasons. Um, not necessarily ministry wise, but more personally. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I said, I just want to write songs for our families and for us. I want to write songs 
uh, I want to say the things that we've been saying and write the about the conversations we've been having in our own homes, yeah. knowing that other people are having these conversations too. So this is super special to us. And, and I, you know, the first song that we obviously had come out with was just give me Jesus. I think it's a great first um, look into the record in just the sense that, you know, this world, even the blessings that God gives us, they're not meant to satisfy us. And we always think hmm. they are. Whoa. We always think that even the good things that God gives us are, are, are these incredible blessings, which they are, but, yeah. but we forget that he is the blessing. He is the best part. Come and on. so I think, for me, you know, in my life, and, and there's a lot of songs that speak to this theme as well, but as, you know, my life is falling apart in one sense, I'm working mm. double time in, in other parts of my life to try to um, build these other things up in hopes that, okay, well, it'll alleviate the, the hardships over here, which it, it really isn't the case. And, yeah. and then you just come to find out that, you know, every time that we get something that we've been praying for, you know, we we realize, oh, I wasn't what I thought it was going to be, even though it's wonderful. Whether it's the house, yeah. or getting your kids into the right school, or or uh, financial security, or or healing, it's like all these things are wonderful, and we should chase them. And God gives them to us because that's who He is. But we forget, mm. and at least I do, that you know that God is the prize. Yeah, you know, our relationship with Him that is the greatest gift to us. And we get distracted with so many other things. And so the record speaks to that for sure. And just that whole idea is like, you know, just give me Jesus, like realizing that I could have everything. But if I if I'm not connected with God, if I'm not investing in my relationship with him, then then it seems like I don't have anything. Right, man. And that song is so beautiful. I mean, that song is just incredible. My wife and I were just talking about it the other day. Uh, well, let me let me ask you as, as we get to talk about the album, but um in your own life, how hard is it as a musician, as a professional, so to speak, Christian, uh, to make time? I mean, you're you're a busy person, and you've got a wife, and you've got kids. How hard is it for you personally? Just and what does it look like for you making time for Jesus and just continuing to seek Him? You know, I think you know I go through the same things that every human being does. You know, and it's really about follow through and intentionality and. And, you know, making the time discipline. You know, I heard a famous pastor talk about how you don't see many huge people in the Bible, like these pillars in the Bible that have no discipline, have no self-discipline. And for okay. me and my personality, and, and I've been going through this thing called the Enneagram and oh, book, yeah. <laughs> um, called The Road Back to You and kind of um, finding out what makes you tick and what kind of personality you have and and it gives a lot of self-awareness. And, and so in my journey, my wife and I have been journeying through this and, and just seeing that like my personality type yeah. does not have a lot of discipline built into it. That's, you know, my wife does. She's oh, very disciplined. Interesting. Stick to something. I, I'm, I'm not. And so, you know, for me, it's extra hard to, to really slow down and, and be disciplined to just, okay, make the time. But, it really is something that I've seen when, when I've done this. Um, it's brought a lot of fruit in my life. And, of course, at the end of every year, I kind of just do this um, internal uh, spiritual um, 
uh, inventory and I'm, I'm looking at the fruit of the spirit. And I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I have. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it's one of those things that is difficult for me, but it also is a lifeline and so do my best to, to really, and again, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, your prayer closet. I'm talking about that kind of stuff because all yeah. day, every day, it's just who I am, who God's made me to be. We're talking about the Lord. We're talking about his promises. We're reciting scriptures because it comes up in life and these things are, are bread, they're food, they're, they're, they're everything to us. Right. And so those things come up, but it is, it is harder for me to, to, to go away and, and in quiet and really just seek the Lord. And, and, uh, but every day I'm realizing how much I need it, you know, and, and it's what changed my life. 15, 16 years ago was locking myself in a room and reading the Bible and praying and really wow. investing in my relationship with the Lord. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Well, so I'm starting to get into the Enneagram too. So I, I want a little bit more. I'm starting to learn because I've got uh, three kids in my middle one. My daughter um, has, you know, I think this generation is kind of getting into it. And uh, so she's got us. I'm starting to learn a little bit. In fact, because of that, I'm going to have uh, uh, Beth McCord, who's um, known as your EnneagramCoach.com. I'm going to interview her next week. So I'm trying to learn. So can you tell me what your – and I know you're more than a number. I know you're more than just you know uh, profile. But what is your personality type according to the Enneagram? And what is your wife's? I'm just curious. I'm learning. Okay. So first of all, when we read, when we took the test, and it's a really quick test, maybe takes 10 minutes. And yeah. again, you know, like you said, you're not, you're not just a number, but you do have tendencies and you do have a, a place to, to fit in your personality. And so this test goes by and then they, they, you get a number and then they read you the number. And a lot of times you'll know right away if you identify with with the characteristics of the particular personality type. And, yeah. and so I knew right away that my number was right on the money. And I actually felt shame. I Whoa. said, wow, I'm so unoriginal that <laughs> this, this book, this, this uh, test pinpointed me, I mean, to the wall. And, uh, and so, um, but after I let that kind of pass, I really saw and, and, and a need um, to understand myself, to understand my wife, and it's really given us a lot of grace and a lot of uh, insight into yeah. how each other think and how we process things. So I'm a nine with an okay. eight wing, which is yeah. Explain. Is, my wife says that it is the most um, complex personality because, in one sense, a nine is a peacemaker, ah. and so that is. That is who I am, um, but on another sense, that the wing is is an eight, which is a challenger, which would be anything but a peacemaker. And, uh, Interesting. and so I get myself in trouble because I'm from the northeast. I live in the south, and right away there's just one strike against you <laughs> um, because southern people are just nice, you know, um, and easy and awesome, and northern people just don't have those that doesn't come naturally. And so socially I'm recognizing that I am a challenger. I'm an eight. And so that comes across as, as, as sometimes can be negative. 
Um, How but, does that give me give me down, an example? I mean, do you mind? I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you mind give me an example from your personality how you are would be a challenger? What do you what do you mean? Just an example. Um, well, you know, for instance, if um, okay, a great example: um, uh, a company that Unspoken works for is based or works with a ministry is based out of the South, and so they asked, "How is our relationship going?" And yeah. I just told the truth in love, but I said, Hey, you know, it's, you know, we're, you guys could serve us better here and, and here and here and here. And, and here's how we felt like we haven't been valued uh, on the team and all these other things, because these were things that we were talking about as a group. And so it came back that that was actually offensive to them. Wow. And, and I was like, you know, whereas, whereas a nine would kind of just say, wouldn't necessarily say everything's fine, but, um, you know, wouldn't want to stir the pot as much. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's not a great example. And the ministry is wonderful. We're still working with them, but it's, it's teamed up with, um, you know, also kind of being in that Southern culture where I feel like, and this isn't meant to be an offense. Uh, two of my kids are, are Southern kids yeah. and, uh, you know, but it, people would rather just, take things uh, face value and just say, Oh, everything's fine. And, yeah. and that's just not me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, um, I mean, there's so many things. If my wife was here, she could tell you just a hundred things where <laughs> like my dry sense of humor and my, um, pointedness would get me in, in trouble where people wouldn't know I was kidding or people would be offended by X, Y, or Z. And so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to become more self-aware. And the, the guy that owns the group with me is our drummer. And he is actually an eight with a nine wing. And so uh. we're, and, and from the Northeast. So we're going, we're just like tornadoes going, just <laughs> wrecking everybody we're coming in contact with, but we have no clue because that's not who we are, you know? Um, and so it's, that's been super beneficial. My wife, is a two with a three wing, okay. which is the helper and the performer. Oh. And, um, and so I'll tell you a funny story though. Yeah. The first that we, we kind of get into this Enneagram stuff and I'm just, I'm encouraging everybody that I know we've had so many conversations to take this test, to right. read the book. Ian Crom has done this, um, this book called the road back to you. Mm. And it really is just a, a big, tool to become a healthy person. Yeah. But uh, the first, you know, we've gone through all these different um, chapters in the book and reading about a personality type. So one thing that a nines can be is passive aggressive. Uh, and, um, and so I have a tendency to be passive aggressive and aggressive because of my age. <laughs> so, um, so my wife is telling me, listen, why don't you just stop being a nine and being <laughs> passive aggressive and just Tell me what you're what you're saying, you know, what you're feeling. Yeah. And I said, well, because you're a two and you don't like to be uh, told, you know, what to do or whatever it is. Right. So we had a, a, an Enneagram argument, but it's really helped our marriage and, and it's been a lot of fun in the process. Wow. OK, so I have to ask, like, I'm hearing about the challenger part of you. Where's the peacemaker part of you? What does that look like if that's your well, kind of peacemaker yeah. part of me is to see the best everybody. Okay. And so when I, when I meet people and when I see people, I really have a way of, of, um, of seeing the best in them and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I have nine usually have a lot of grace. 
and so one of my one of my strengths is I have a lot of grace for people. Yeah. But I also require a lot of grace from from people, and so the peacemaker part would be um, I'm pretty indecisive uh, in certain things um, because I see everybody's side, you know, and so that's part of being a, a peacemaker is 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 um, is seeing both sides to everything. Yeah. And so then it's really hard to kind of come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Of, well, how do I feel about this? Like, you know, you, you find this all the time in whether it's personnel in the band or it's, or it's uh, in business management or booking agent or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, I see their side and I see their side. Yeah. And both of them are great and both of them are solid. Uh, whereas like an eight would normally already go in knowing exactly how they felt and didn't care about the this side or that side. Yeah. They just it's black and white for them. And so for me it's uh it's it's very kind of um gray. And I would say I'm a pretty gray person and in in I'm not very black and white in a lot of a lot of areas of my life. But when you're uh, operating in the challenger side of you, I mean, then you become a little bit more black and white, or you just become, I'm not worried about hurting people's feelings at that point, or or am I understanding that at all? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's, it's both. It's both. I think once I know how I feel, boom, it's, that's all. It's gospel to me. Yeah. You Ooh. know, and, uh, but it takes me a while sometimes to get there. And, uh, and so, you know, there, again, there is no bad. A nine isn't better than an eight, you know, but an unhealthy a nine and an unhealthy eight, you know, are those are, you know, unhealthy any number. Yeah. So this is a really trying to figure out. And so a lot of times, like, for instance, in some scenarios, I have no problem being the eight and saying, boom, this bothers me. Boom, this, you know, this is how it's going to be. And on other side, I'll put off hard conversations yeah. constantly. Yeah, not wanting to have them because I don't want to stir the pot. Right. Um, and so this year I've really made a a goal that when the conversation needs to be had, I just need to have it. So, wow. Um, you know, I've been calling people or or getting together with people and just boom, having the conversation, and it's been a blessing, honestly. Really. Um, yeah, it, I don't really have that big of a problem having the conversations. It's just getting to the place where right. All right, let's have the conversation. It, it takes you know. Sloth is the sin of the nine, you know, okay. the, I, my, and my wife could tell, tell, tell you more. She's really knows a lot more than I do, but, um, and then you've got my wife who is a helper. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, those helpers, uh, are wonderful people. Um, but they've also got, you know, pride is one of their, oh, their things. And okay. This, that, and the other thing, they don't want to ask for help themselves yet when people don't offer it. Um, you know, it's offensive to them. Right, right, man. Well, that's cool. So this is, I mean, this has helped your marriage. This has helped the business side of uh, life. It's helped you as a dad, I'm assuming too. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's, um, can we talk a little bit more? I've, I've already kept you longer than I was planning. Can you give me a little bit more time and talk about the album and where it came from or how are we doing? Or do you got lunch? Absolutely. Okay. Um, this record really kind of came out of a lot of anxiety and kind of turmoil in our own home. Um, my wife grew up with trauma in her past, and it kind of reared its head on our third kid somehow. Okay. And and you know we did medications and therapy and and all these all these other things and realizing we're 
really weren't getting to a really healthy spot. And so at the time in my career, at the end of 16 and into 17, you know, unspoken as like these huge opportunities were um, support act for Mercy Me Casting Crowns tour. We did that Caleb. So I'm having the biggest year of my life, and my wife literally is falling apart. Wow. And, and so, you know, I had all these different engagements and responsibilities, and so I had to kind of wait, you know, to, to take some time off. But um, at the beginning of 18, I took off January, February, and March, and which my nine didn't want to do uh, <laughs> because I didn't want to stir the pot because I knew that was going to uh, affect the guys, you know, um, making yeah. money and all these other things. But I needed to, you know, to kind of stick up for my family. And wow. And in the end, I think, you know, um, I think that I've kind of put ministry in my mind. It wasn't ahead of my family, but in my actions, it was. And again, being a lead singer is very a difficult thing because I'm the only one that cannot miss a gig. Yeah, true. And, you know, true. So if I take time off, everybody's off. And so financially, you know, we, you know, supporting six guys for Gosh. 16 years, you have to play a lot of shows to make money. Right. And, uh, I mean, of course this is way before radio and, and all of that helped us out too. But, um, and so I'd always just say, well, you know, my wife, my wife kind of needs me at home, but, and, you know, the guys need to make a living, and so do I. And so, well, real quick, yeah. I kind of came to terms um, as I was in therapy um, with my wife several years ago. In Nashville, there's a thing called Porter's Call, and it's a nonprofit um, counseling service. And a lot of the, in, back in the 90s, uh, the record labels came together, and they said, we're losing some of our, our investment as in regards to artists due to the fact that they can't keep their families together and they have to quit and blah, blah, blah. And so they came up with a, um, a basically a free counseling service to musicians and their families. Okay. And so that's kind of where we started. And wow. I came to understand that my calling isn't my ministry. And this mm. is very interesting. Yeah. Because we like to say calling as um, what we are meant to do with our lives. And, and if there's only one specific thing that we're meant to do with our lives and we don't get it, then there's fear behind a lot of the decisions that we make because we don't want to miss, quote-unquote, our calling. Yeah. And we see this a little bit in our, in our marriages and stuff, too. When you're younger and you're trying to get married, you know, you, we think of like a soulmate. Well, this is Greek mythology. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and certainly— <laughs> We've been given everything we need to make any relationship around us um, uh, work mm. um, in in one way or another. And so, like, to, to think that there's only one person out there that is the person that you can only marry, that God is only going to bless that, is a farce. Mm. And so what happens is, and as I'm seeing this in my life now, is that we make decisions based on fear, fear of missing uh-huh. what God has for us. And uh-huh. as I'm as I'm um, kind of coming into my relationship even more with the Lord, I'm realizing that that is not God at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that our calling, and when you look this up in the Bible, and I've done a lot of research and I've talked yeah. to my pastor, 
calling, you know, the only thing that the Bible talks about with calling is a call to be holy, a call to make disciples. You know, that has nothing to do with vocation. Yeah. And so what I found more when I realized that my that that my calling in life um, wasn't um, music ministry, but my calling in life was to love God, love others, be holy, um, you know, make disciples. Um, and I could do that yeah. uh, in whatever way I feel led by the Lord, whatever passions that I have, I could follow those. Now my options become, become vast. Yeah. And, uh, and so it really set me free cool. to realize that I'm not Jonah. You know, God yeah. used Jonah as a specific example for a specific thing he told. And I thought, well, if I quit ministry because it's been so hard to yeah. do over the last 16 years, yeah. then I, God's going to throw me off the boat. My life's going to be in turmoil. And I realized that that is not the case at all because God doesn't want us, us to serve him and love him and chase after the things that he has for us um, out of fear, yeah. but to know that how loved we are and to know um, that he's with us regardless of what, what turns and, and ways that we go. And so all of that kind of changed my perspective on ministry and, and, and family. And I realized that, you know what, I could do this if I feel passionate and led to do it, yeah. or I could turn and I could sell cars or I could go be a pastor or, I mean, it's whatever yeah. passion that I have that God's given me. Um, he's going to bless me in whatever uh, path I decide to go. So I just hope that this is an encouragement that we don't have to find out the one magical thing that God has planned for us. I love it. Because his spirit will lead us to the right spots and that God will bless us in whatever we choose to do for him and his glory. And so this was just a beautiful thing. And I, I, it really made sense to me as my, as I became a father and, and realized that, man, you know, as a dad, you know, if my kid wants to do ballet, but she has the body of a rugby player, um, <laughs> you know, I'm still going to support her in the ballet right? because that's her passion. Mm. And eventually, you know, she'll come to terms with whether or not, you know, she wants to continue to do it. But as a dad, my job is to kind of, you know, guide her and but also support her in whatever her passions were. And for us, man, God's given each one of us these passions and desires and we're to chase them. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And to not fear that we're going to make a wrong turn and God's going to throw us off the boat. I love that. Yeah. So, wow. That is encouraging. Anyway, so anxiety mm. came into our home. It wrecked us. My wife was at 5% Dang. living quality, and I thought, I'm going to have to quit straight yeah. up. And so what I told my wife is, you know, like doing laundry or, you know, and again, you know, my wife's a single parent for half the, half the year. Right. Um. And, uh, you know, so all these things, just anything, if you've ever struggled with anxiety, you know, it's like the littlest things can be so overwhelming and so right. huge. And so I'm thinking, man, how am I out here on the road when my wife can barely do anything at home? Right. And so, um, you know, we took this time off, we prayed, we fasted, and somehow, you know, all the work that my wife had been doing for the last couple of years with therapy and we've... Um, you know, all these other things, Bible studies. I mean, we started changing our lives and we went as a family on a missions trip. When I was um, addicted, um, what changed my life was when I, you know, decided to go on a missions trip and I started to serve other people. Yeah. And as I started to serve other people, the focus came off of me and my situation. And somehow the Lord really br brought me freedom. And so I thought, man, let's go 
and on a mission strip, and and that was a part of it. So there's all these little wow. parts that kind of played into it. None of them easy, none of them quick fix. But um, but we just started to write songs about all of these things that we had, you know, all these conversations in our own homes. And every single one of these songs is powerful and honest, and and I think will point you to the fact that God loves you. He's for you. He's with you. And if that's the case. then you and me, we can't lose. So we can walk into this life with a confidence and with authority and uh, knowing that God is with us in every step. And when we go off the path, he brings us back onto the path um, in his love and his kindness. And so really, no matter what happens, he's with us. He's bringing us back to where he wants us to be. And so we can just trust and, and have this confidence in his goodness for us. I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, all these different songs, all these different emotions, these different uh, stories, I know they're going to mean something to people because they are the conversation we had in our kitchens, our bedrooms, our living rooms, our front porches about the hardships and the things that we face here on the surf. Man, that's that's really cool. It sounds like probably your most I'm going to guess you've always been honest in the open book, like we said, but I'm going to guess this is kind of your your most honest and just, you know, real album that you've you've made. Uh, can you tell us about one of those songs by chance? I mean, if you can give us a few more minutes, um, Human Condition or You've Always Been, uh, If We Only Knew, Mistakes, anything that kind of just stands out? I mean, there, there's so many. You know, yeah. Mistakes is a song I wrote for my son uh, because – our lives are falling apart as adults, yet we're supposed to be able to keep it together enough to parent our kids and to love on them and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it feels like, man, you know, we can barely take care of ourselves. We're going through these things. And so, you know, my son, just a normal kid, sweet spirited, loves the Lord. Yeah. Um, You know, but he teases his sisters like no other. (laughs) And so I just realized that like, I'm getting on him like so bad. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm just all over him. And and then I realized, like, one day, man, I, the Lord told me, you've been hard on this kid. And so I went to him, I said, dude, I acknowledge that I've been hard on you. Um, Mom and I are, are trying to figure out our own stuff. We're just seeing our need for God all the more. Mm. And we need Jesus bad. Mm. And so I apologize that, like, I'm not, you haven't been as patient and kind as I as I should have been. And, and I just want you to know that I love you despite your mistakes. No matter what you do, I love you. I'm for you. I, I want you to win, and I'm here for you. And, and it was like the Spirit of God spoke to me in the moment the words came out of my mouth, and he said, I feel the same way about you. And I was like, oh, my God, thank Whoa. you. Um, because I needed to hear it, too. And so there's there's mistakes, and then you've got, um, you know, my wife would say, man, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just scared that, you know, uh, that I'm going to mess up the kids, you know, because I'm going <laughs> right. through all this anxiety. And I was like, Kid, you know, you know, there's nothing greater that we can give our kids than to show them where we go when things get hard, mm. to show them that we absolutely need Jesus. He is our lifeline for everything. And when things hit the fan, where do we go? We right. go right to the foot of the cross. And I said, that's, that's a gift to give our kids. And so, you know, my wife would talk about, you know, feeling like, you know, she had wasted all these years. And so we wrote a song called Wasted Time and wow. and how God in a minute, in a moment, in a second can make up for any time that we've wasted Ooh. 
for for uh, any um, situation that we've got in, he can turn it completely around. And that's the kind of God that we serve. And so we don't, uh, you know, sit in our mistakes and sit in our um, the, our regrets, but we get up with confidence knowing that God is with us moving forward and he can make things right. I mean, you've always been. It's, it's like, you know, everything we've needed, God has been, whether, you know, this yeah. someone grew up without a dad. Well, yeah. guess what? Guess who, who God comes in to be? A father or the same with a mother. Right. Um, you know, he, he's been everything. We can look back at our lives like anything that we've needed. He's come and, and been himself to us, the provision, the healing, um, the peace, the forgiveness, um, any of it. Yeah. And so that's a huge song for me. If we only knew was a song that was from, you know, the, the why do we believe God for everybody else, but Ooh. we don't believe God for us. Come you know, on. it's easy to believe God to heal X, Y, and Z or to provide for whoever. Yeah. But when our bills aren't getting paid and when we're sick, you know, we don't think God's going to do it for us. And so it's a song about the eight inches that separates the head and the heart. Nice. That if we actually knew how big God loved us, how far the East was from the West, yeah. and how much it cost for him to purchase us and all of these things, man, our lives would can be completely transformed. And, you know, so these are all just, you know, the, the record has so much more. And then we called it Reason because it seemed to be, A, it was a good publicity thing. My label came and said, we'd like to call the record Reason. And <laughs> I love it's really that. hard for us to name record because we don't really set out with a purpose. We just set out to write songs. And then we step back after the record's done and we see, okay, here's the theme. And so they always want the title before, before oh. we figure that out. But, wow, that's crazy. You know, that his <clears throat> love is the reason that any of us do anything that we can wake up in the morning, that we can get up when we fall, that, that we can trust him for greater things, that we can believe God for healing our kids. And so it's like, that was the theme that was shooting through every single song. And, and this for us has really been a time of getting back to the very basics of our faith, that we are loved. uh, We are set apart. We are destined for heaven. Um, we are holy, we are righteous. I mean, you go through the Bible and there's just a, a huge list of who we actually are, who God says we are. And we just mm. don't believe all that, yeah. you know, because we know, oh, well, I fell yesterday or I got mad at my wife today or whatever the case may be. And right. so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot on there, but, um, you know, I, I wrote a song, um, called never would have made it, uh, for, for the women in our lives. Really? Um, so for our moms and our wives, as uh, they've supported us, and, and that was a lot of fun. And, and I even wrote a song um, called, which is probably one of my favorite songs, yeah. called Can't Love Myself. Tell me about and, that. Uh, well, so when we went to Mexico, uh, the pastor friend of mine um, was telling me about the verse in the Bible where, where the Pharisees try to trip up Jesus. What's the greatest commandment? Right. And he said, well, obviously, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, how can I love my neighbor if I don't love myself? And I thought, oh, my God, it hit me so right to the core. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, for whatever reason, I don't treat people the way um, that I want to because for whatever reason, I may be down on myself. Right. And I see you see it in kids all the time. Yeah. And uh, and so this is a song that doesn't give us an answer because as believers, we already have the answer. You know, we can love because he first loved us. Right. But 
this is a song about the emotion of how it feels sometimes to not to feel like you're unlovable yeah. and to live with yourself um, when you mm. um, don't feel like you're worthy of love. And then that saying, man, I'm sorry that I can't love you the way I want to, but I, I can barely love myself in this moment. And so it's, it's so important for us to, to know who we are and that we're made in the image of God and that, that we are sons and daughters of God. And as we get uh, our identity straight, um, we can really turn around and love the world and love others. It's amazing. Um, one last song I'll talk about. Yeah, please. Is Let It Be Love. Uh, we've got a huge kind of story. And, and you know, um, as we've been kind of walking through these different seasons in our own lives and, and seeing how we as a church culture have not done well uh, loving people who oh, are different from us, yeah. you know, um, and obviously there's a lot of um, a lot of controversy around the uh, LGBT community and and homosexuality and right. you know not, it's not even just that it's it's sure. a million things you know right. it's, it's uh, expecting somebody to uh, you know to when they get to come to church you know we paint on our signs come as you are but as <laughs> long it, it, it basically means as long as you don't stay that way because right. that makes us uncomfortable right and so we're all I'm sure well-meaning, but we've really seen the the a job not well done. Yeah. Um, in our church culture, us included, of loving people where they're at, and so it basically is a song saying, if we're going to be known for something, yeah, let it be loved. Ooh, that's good. You know, that's good. And uh, so this is kind of a song to us as a church saying, man, let's love people well. Even when they don't agree, we still call to love people because if we look at our own lives, what can we put our finger on that has changed us, that has brought us to repentance? Well, the Bible says in Romans 2 that God's kindness brings repentance. And so, you know, those are the things that we started to think about as, as what had changed our lives. And that's what we need to be doing to our world and everybody around us, though it may not be simple and easy answers and quick fixes. I just know that that love is what changes people. Yeah. Wow. Man, that that is awesome. And I am really excited to dive into this album. It comes out, um, I think, is it June 21st? Uh, I think it's the 26th, but you're not even, right. I'm not even and close. We have this amazing <laughs> music video for my daughter starred in this video. What? And it's really a cool picture of how God, you know, supports <laughs> us as a kind of a dad, uh, supports a daughter and in, in following her dreams. and. And so I'm psyched to be able to show the world the um, this reason video that's going to ruffle feathers, and you're going to have a lot of moms cringing because we got my what? daughter doing all sorts of crazy stunts. <laughs> um, but it's a beautiful picture of God's love, and I'm just excited. I I, just, I pray that God does way more than I can ask or imagine, but I also trust God to know that He has a plan to use it. And so, you know, however He chooses to do that, I hope to to accept that well and right. to uh, be thankful for it. Right. And when is that video coming out? Because I've seen all the videos you've done so far. I've enjoyed them all for the new album. Uh, when is uh, Reasons, the video coming out? Oh, this one's over the top for sure. Uh, <laughs> That would I would say I feel like it's like maybe the week before, so maybe the twenty first, okay. something like that. Okay. But I will do just one more thing, <laughs> yeah. which is if you are experiencing anxiety or feel in a place of hopelessness, uh, I did not 
I have not experienced hopelessness in my adult life. Um, after I got sober, I certainly did while I was a, an addict. But for the first time in my life, 16 years after I get saved, um, I, I feel hopeless. And I know my wife felt a deep sense of hopelessness, wow. which sent us on a journey to find out who we really are, to who, what God really says. And I just want to know, I want anybody that's listening yeah. out there, if you're struggling with something and it's got you feeling so hopeless, that is absolutely uh, a farce. It's a lie of the enemy and that God has the ability and he can and will uh, come to your rescue and come to yeah. your aid. Just continue to press in, continue to trust him, continue to read the word, continue mm. to pray and fast and, mm. um, you know, find help, uh, counseling and mm. all of that has been a huge tool uh, for us. Enneagram has been a tool. There's been so many little things. Yeah. Um, but I know that, that hopelessness is, uh, we felt it. Uh, and, and a couple years later, we came out on the other side realizing, oh man, we, we didn't have to feel that way because God has a way of, of um, bringing us victory and healing. And, and that's because he is a God of love and kindness, and he's mindful of every detail, and he knows every hair, and he's planned good things for us. And so there's all this wonderful stuff. And so I just say, hold on. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up on the one who doesn't give up on you, because your victory is coming. He's already planned it before you were even born, and we just got to walk into it. And I don't mean to sound name it and claim it, and, and I'm not that at all. Yeah. Um, but I am. Um, realizing who we are, and that has given me a confidence that I have haven't had in many years. Wow! No, that's awesome, Chad. Man, well, what a blessing you've been um, today to me. I just want to thank you um, and for our listeners and our good people that are already tuning in on Facebook Live and that will listen to the show on Saturday and the podcast. Um, man, just. Thank you so much just for sharing your heart and your wisdom that God's been showing and growing you in. Um, it's just really a really a blessing. Thank you, Chad. Well, you, uh, I, I apologize for taking all the uh, what the airtime here. No, <clears throat> that's what. Um, but I, um, <clears throat> that's I'm what we want. That you had us. I'm, I'm just passionate and excited. I doesn't mean it. I still don't get down. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I figured it all out. But I'm closer than I was. And it's just because I'm realizing who I am and who God, God has called me to be. It's wonderful. We still got miles to go. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you having me on. Man, thank you so much. Thank you again. Appreciate you making all the time. You, you can have all the time you want. I, I love it. But, uh, but I really appreciate it. And um, just continue to ask your blessings as you continue to chase after him and love your family and, and be who you are and be what God has made you to be. But it's, it's a big blessing. So I want you to know that today, Chad. Thank you. All right, man. God bless you. And I hope we get to talk to you soon. Look forward to it. We'll see you. All right. Thanks a lot, Chad. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That was really fantastic. And I want to thank uh, you who joined, got to join me for part of this so far, David, I need to make an appointment with you, David. I forgot to do that last time. Uh, Cheryl, it's good to see you. Derek, my uh, brother from volleyball, uh, volleyball parenting, basically. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for people who make this radio uh, show and my ministry very bold possible by supporting it week in and week out or monthly. Um, I want to just thank today. I can't acknowledge everybody, but Bonnie and Cody, uh, Posey and let them know that I'm praying for your good friends and for Isaiah praying for his healing and what God is, um, wanting to do there. So I just want you to know, I'm praying for you. 
appreciate you guys, appreciate um, just your support of our ministry. It means a lot. And we're always looking for the next person that is going to support, whether it's $10 a month, $20 a month, $100 a month, whatever it is, um, it blesses and helps us to reach a lot of people and to get get to be blessed by Chad Matson. Hey, I pre-ordered uh, their new album, so I've, I've already got five songs, and I know a bunch of y'all are on Spotify and everything, but I want to support them, so I, I laid down 10 bucks uh, to get this album, and I'm really excited about that. All right, that is about it for now. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to share this on Facebook. You share it, too. I appreciate it, and whatever you're doing and whatever's going on, I want to encourage you to be very bold. If they believe it, maybe I believe it with them. That's the human condition. Lord, help me. I'm so tired of pretending I can hold it together when I know that I can't. Lord, show me. And a cross that was too heavy My jaded heart to one aware it needed saving You could have turned, could have run Could have left me in my, my human condition And if I'm really being honest Every day I struggle with the promise That all I am is all you ever wanted Ever wanted Lord help me I'm so tired of pretending J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.